0: She's looking so fine, always taking care of her community, bringing folks together is a cup of tea. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb.
1: And welcome to this week's episode of City Talk. I am Debbie McCarthy, your host, and we are at the National Automobile Museum in Reno, Nevada, right by the river, which I love it here. We just love our town. And I'm excited because we have a brand new feature. It's going to be the second Wednesday of the month. You're going to be seeing these two beautiful gals who are doing amazing stuff for our community. And they're also a new sponsor. So we have Raquel Riggle, co-founder of Home Envy and also the Family Hope Project. Welcome, Raquel. Well, hello. Thank you, Deb, for having us. Well, you've been on a few times. And her and I, we're going to talk about We Go kind of craziness back. But we have another gorgeous woman right across from me. And if you're listening on Spotify or those others, you'll just know she's across from me, Nisa (laughs) Butler. You are founder of Family Hope Project. And this show is really going to be about hope and how you two came together and how we came together and how um, my, my slogan is, together we're one heart. And I really feel this does fit what we're doing. So, we want you to listen in and we want to thank our sponsors and first thank our newest sponsor, Home N V and Family Hope Project. So we're glad that you two have teamed up. We also want to thank Crystal Basin Sellers. We want to thank um, Wild River Grill. We want to thank Kim Surratt Law Practice and Holland Rye Plastic Surgeons. And of course, phoenixmedia.us, Christian over here for manning the fort and keeping us going and caliber hair and makeup and Dee Dee James for my song. So we're just going to get right into this. Normally I say like what's been happening during the week, but you know what? I'm not even going to talk about that because this is really cool stuff. And you guys got some really good news just the other day. So Raquel, I'm going to let you take over from right now because okay. this is your, both of your visions and I'd love you to s- chat a little bit more about how you partnered with NYSA and
2: just do it. Yeah. So um, the Family Hope Project, Nisa, and you can kind of speak to this probably a little more, um, is just kind of Nisa's brainchild and it really kind of culminated because I was working on something separately, um, the Garden of Freedom, which I've just really been into gardening and, you know, and I wanted to give back to the community in a, in a way where people would have food and some kind of um, place to go to, you know, have food that was healthy to eat and she had come to me and said, this is what I'm doing, and this is my vision, and um, why don't you tell them a little bit about what your thought was, Nisha? Sure.
3: So, yeah, Family Home Project, it was kind of born out of the, uh, I work with vulnerable populations in our city, in our community, and so um, something I had noticed is a lot of the resources and access to resources, it's very limited, like um, the Monday through Friday 8 to 5 schedule, and so in my day job, I, um, I do home visiting, resource referral, wraparound case management, um, and connecting families to resources. So there's times that we've shown up at, um, like, a resource center, and it's the doors are locked at 3 p.m., or, um, you know, they close at 4.30, and it can be hard to, like, when you're in crises, to... To be
2: only in crises during that
1: time of day, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that in real life,
3: or it's
2: really compartmentalized. It's like you know, you have this project that's going to help you here, or this project if you're going to help you there. But it's really specific, and so this is really opening the doors to every crisis and trauma and things that you can do.
3: Right. So. It's kind of just born out of the knowledge that like crisis doesn't stay within business hours, and so it got to the point where it was like, you know, after work I was um, connecting families to resources, or over the weekend um, some of the children and families I work with I knew were um, in crises, or it was going to be harder Monday morning to find them because I knew that they were, you know, getting displaced over the weekend, living in a motel downtown, or you know, and now it's just with all the gentrifying and all that, so. Um, yeah, or couch be, surfing yeah. or living double in the car. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm.
1: know what's So I'm sorry. What's really sad is you said it's going to be hard to find them.
3: Yeah, we
1: are so blessed to be able to know where our family is, right? Yeah. Where they live, they have an address, right. they have a home, they have somebody to watch over them, somebody to take them to doctors, give them their, give them whatever. They have a phone number, number, phone number, a phone
3: number access. So to Wi-Fi, you're yeah.
1: having to find them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know how you go about doing right. that. So you're project is going to help with that i'm yes, assuming yes
3: and be like a one-stop shop so instead of like getting diapers on mill street and then having to catch the city fair to, to change buses, which is downtown, maybe three buses oh yeah with maybe two toddlers or bags of groceries or bags of clothes um it will be like a one-stop shop where we're providing resources like um of course case management but access to food clothes um gas cards yeah gas cards transportation internet, school supplies all that in one
2: one place a garden
3: a garden where they can access garden. healthy food, yes. nutrition yeah. classes, parenting Grief classes. Grief circles. I
2: mean, we have kind of an all-encompassing yeah. concept going on. Um, Aerobics classes. Yes. Yes. Maybe <laughs> some <Ooh>. yoga. <laughs> and we got really great news yesterday. That's what I want to hear about.
3: Well, yes. well I applied okay. for 501c3 in November, and we just got official yesterday. We got our official letter. So the IRS has been backed up, but we got there. So now we're official. Of- <laughs> 501 C3. Yep. And
1: now you can continue to provide hope. Absolutely. And make a huge difference. Yeah, It's really important. Absolutely. So I know we just have a couple more minutes in this segment, but I would like you to to share a little bit more how you two got connected. Like Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, with you with Home and V, I mean, it's you know, you're amazing at selling real estate and bringing families to uh, to their home. Yes, and I, you know what, we didn't say what the title of this segment is going to be.
3: Well,
2: what we've decided on is where the sidewalk meets the home, because that is all encompassing. I mean, it can be buying your new home. And getting to the doors, it can be anything. It's getting out of a car and into an apartment or into some kind of transitional living that you have a home and you're getting to the door.
1: And then once you have a home, we want to try to keep you in the home. Absolutely. So if you're going through hard times, the project is going to be able to help them with that. Yes. And we want to start it before
3: it gets. Right. It's prevention, prevention and family preservation.
1: So oh, I love it. We're going to take our first break. and we come back, I want to hear more about the story because it's all about the story with us. So hang tight. It's about to end up with City Talk. We'll be right back.
3: After having my child, I was just thinking that I wanted to kind of get back to the size I was when I was breastfeeding. When I first came in, I didn't know if I wanted to go under or over, what size I wanted. I feel like they really took the time to educate me on all of my options. I've had a bunch of different questions. Paul himself has called and checked in with me. I was really expecting to be in a lot more pain than I was. It, It was a lot more pleasant than I was expecting it to be.
0: out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart it's about town deb my town your town or any town this is about town deb presents city talk now back to the show
1: and welcome back to city talk this is our second episode we're at the national automobile museum raquel over here my co-host thank you nisa for being on the show and for being part of your new show which is a new feature that we're going to be having the second Wednesday every month. Where so the we,
2: sidewalk meets the home. I love
1: it. So we want you, if you're listening, if you um, have a love for connecting people, if you have love for helping in your community, if you have a love for kids, for adults, anybody that might need a little bit of a hands up, a little bit of extra love, a little bit of kindness. Or um, a story to share. A story to, to, to share. Which and I, we want to hear. And, um, but I, I want to also go back to... Re- Raquel, because we literally—I don't know—the last many years we're always out and about and doing videos and oh yeah, sharing stories, lots of stories. Yep. And and through all that, I hadn't—you know—you also have another life besides being a mom and sharing stories. You're out there providing the opportunity for people to find that perfect home with envy with your home with real estate. So tell a little bit about why that's so important to you and that how that you guys connected to bring
2: both your dreams together. Um, you know. It, it's interesting because I came from a really meager background. My upbringing was not, um, you know, charmed by any means. So this is kind of a very near and dear subject for me and very near and dear, you know, um, project that we're working on just because I I wasn't given, you know, the golden path. And I had to kind of figure things out on my own. And I think I've shared this with you before, you know, like when I had my first son, I was 21. and it was me. (laughs) I had to figure out my life and figure out how to provide for him and give up my youth, basically, to be the mom that he needed. And um, that's not always the easiest to do. And, you know, coming from the background that I did, I I was born and my parents did not have, they brought me home to a motel, not a hotel, a motel. And I I don't even have baby pictures. Um, I mean, it was just so, such a, a different thing. But yeah, so it started there, and then, you know, I just kind of, as I progressed and aged and got into life and realized that I could make a difference and hopefully make the a change in somebody's life, one life, um, it became more and more passionate, and it just continues to grow, and, and I just feel like I'm on the right path with where we're going with this, and I think that through real estate is where I met Nisa initially, and um, we've been friends for over 20 years now, <laughs> which is really dating me. <laughs> Maybe her too. So I'm not feeling so bad, (laughs) but, um, and she's, we've talked about this extensively where I was born and we, I I grew up in Sun Valley and she grew up off of Neil road. And so like, we kind of just stayed sequestered in our own little areas. Um, not, and knowing not to go past those boundaries. And we would have been best friends growing up as little kids, you know,
3: Yeah, like you mentioned, like without those boundaries, like when you're kind of raised in um, a neighborhood that's more marginalized, it was like that was my mom's best gesture to like keep us safe. Was like you don't you don't cross those tracks. Like you don't like my brother and I were like little brown kids running around. My mom was a single mom, and so yeah, she would always know how to kind of keep us safe without doing that on her own. So the same, and it just goes back to like like we have these experiences as children and then as adolescents and then as women, right. As mothers. And it's like, my sidewalk kind of met your home in different ways. And it's like our homes, there's so many ways that we can all relate. It's like, um, family dynamics. They feel different if you don't know a different group of people, but we have so many similarities. We grew up probably with the same fears or the same, a um, lot of the same fears, Uh same, um, boundaries and just the same, just ways that we kind of went about life. It's like we separate it culturally, but shame is the same in every home and love is the same in every home and fear and hope are all the same, right? And so every family has those experiences and then we meet each other and find out like, wow, we're very similar. And so we can relate to a lot of the families that we're working with and reaching out to. So
1: I'm going to jump in here because if you're listening, we are grateful that you're listening, but I want you to understand what you're hearing. You're hearing here's two women side by side who both the time when they were growing up had this, the same, same, what, what was, were the similarities. Right. But if you're out there, you know, you could be in a neighborhood or you can be a young mom and you're thinking the same thing. I have this child and I want to keep them safe. And, and how do I go about it and to not feel alone and feel like, how am I going to do this? So really during this conversation, I just want people to realize that you can contact them both. You can contact any of us absolutely, and they will help find those resources. Cause I think it's a very important topic that, we're open and honest and thank you for sharing your honesty about, you know, growing up and coming home into a motel. I think people see all of us around and they see us as our adult life. They right. don't realize that right. we all have stories growing up and we don't want to let those stories define us. I mean, they're a part of who we are mm-hmm. and we're never going to forget it, but we can
2: overcome that. And right. that's what you guys
1: are trying to help this, the youth overcome some of
2: this. And overcome it at an earlier age. I mean, I think it was like 40 when I turned that corner when I was like, huh, okay, well, I don't have really, to have this imposter Well, you know, you just have this imposter syndrome, you know, oh, you carry yes. that weight I, with I, you I, all I still the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just walk into a room and you just feel like you don't belong or you shouldn't be there. Or was yeah. I really invited? You know, I mean, the really, it, it's kind of a raw feeling.
3: Yeah. Like, it, um, experiences like birth to five really shape us. And so they, help us to survive, you know, like how our brain works is like these experiences, like, am I safe? If not, then you go into like fight or flight or freeze. And that actually, you know, like you mentioned, like you were 40 when you started turning that corner and I'm about to be 40 and I'm like, I still go into that freeze mode. And I realize, and like, this is not, it's not the real situation. This is like my childhood experiences kind of shaping the way that I'm reacting to these people or this group or the scenario and I am welcome here and I do belong here and everybody in our community belongs here and can contribute in a like very special way. And that's the difference is like some people just get stuck, like unable to contribute to the community. It's sometimes it comes down, like are you in some way for lack of a better word, like a burden to the community or are you contributing in a, in a way? And what I love about
2: Nisa's she had shared with me, she had done, what was it you were fostering a child or, or yeah. So she was fostering a child and, Everybody was more concerned about, you know, what's going on with the child? What's going on with the child? And they're all acting and like kind of like reading their textbook. And she took the time to look at the mother who probably felt like a complete imposter in that moment and said, what does your child like to eat? (laughs) And like included that mother and made that mother feel like she was the mother. She wasn't just somebody sitting in a room and all of this is going on around her.
3: Right. Yeah. So I'm a licensed foster parent. And so, yeah, I've had a couple of foster children. This was this situation was, um, where it was like a meeting, you know, where there was several different agencies represented and mom was pretty used to this. And so, um, but she's the mother and that's the most first and most important teacher in a child's life. And she's the expert on her child. And I just feel like kind of the way the system is set up is like, we kind of strip this power of a mom. And what happens when you do that? Like we act, if you strip my power, like I would act less and less, like, I guess I don't know what my child needs. And, I would back up, back up. And then you have somebody like struggling with addiction, which is very common in the foster care system and bio parents. And so um, what would give anyone hope to stay clean or sober when you have almost every agency and then foster parents like telling Telling you, you're not okay. You're not the expert on your child. Yeah. So genuinely I wanted to know what this child loved to eat. And I knew like anybody at this table knows that would be, His mother. But think
2: about how empowered that woman felt. And she changed
3: her entire demeanor. Yeah. Of course. From that moment forward.
2: Yeah. And I think she probably still thinks about that moment. I mean, I know that there are things that I've thought about throughout the years that have been like aha moments. And I know there are people that I can like genuinely go back to and say, thank you. Thank you for giving me that opportunity or thank you for giving me that chance when even I didn't know I needed it or I didn't have that available. To it me, it's like
3: humanizing somebody like we were just talking about this, like what like on accident implicitly, like we kind of dehumanize somebody like maybe me being from the road and you from Sun Valley, like those aren't humans over there. I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to be over there. But the entire time we were humans, we were very similar. We understood these emotions and these things right. that we have. So just, yes, basically humanizing this mother at a meeting that she felt so dehumanized
2: well i mean years. and nisa just graduated from UNR recently with two masters wow i mean which is amazing because she did that she's been working <laughs> on that for what 14 years now long time yeah so it's, <laughs> so it's never too late if you're listening and you want to go
1: back to school it's never it's too, too late hard. you have to follow your passion and your dream and and by you doing that you're affecting so many lives in a positive way so that's incredible. So congrats. Yes. No.
2: Go I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> Go pack. Yeah. Back to pack. <laughs> so if you're listening, we're, we're saying back to pack because we're, we're in Nevada. So so. UNR. We should probably let people know that. <laughs> University of Nevada, Reno. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we are filming and recording in um, Nevada, in Reno, Nevada. So. So when we do talk, a lot of times we are talking about um, our community, meaning the Reno, Carson, Sparks, this area. So, But our communities are just like your community. So wherever you live in, you're going to have the same stories because right.
2: we are all connected. Right, absolutely. I mean, poverty doesn't stop at our border. sidewalk or our door.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> so we're back to the door. See, that that was a great
1: show title. I love it because really it is about the walk to into the door. It really, I mean, and, and once we get into the home, I just want people to know that throughout the, the different segments that we're going to be having, it's not just going to be us. We're going to be bringing in people who are experts in the field, and we're going to help you with you know help you learn and help you get you know and a lot of stories. We have people that yeah, are success are stories, going to share also. their stories. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to continue the conversation. It's About Town, Deva City time.
2: Now more than ever, Family Matters and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters.
0: Oh, that's what she said come on let's have some fun with about town deb my town your town or any town this is about town deb presents city talk now back to the show
1: welcome back to city talk i'm about town deb debbie mccarthy your host with my co-host raquel riggle home envy right next to me and you're yes. also more than home envy i am you're a co-founder of family hope project family hope project and our other guest which not a guest We have two co-hosts. So I'm going to let you take it. Oh, before the quote, the quote, and then we're going to take it to Nisa because we've been talking about all this good stuff they have planned, but we want you to close your eyes and we want you to visualize what it's going to be like and how many lives are going to be affecting. So I'm going to do the quote and then I'm going to take it back to um, Nisa and let her describe what they're doing. So each of us has a fire in our hearts for something. Find it and keep it. Mary Lou Retton. let us find our, from me now, let us find our passion and let it shine. And both you women right here sitting with me have found your passion. You've already had your passion. A fire has been there for a long time. It has time been there for me. I can, I can say that with I know that. complete honesty. But sometimes the fire has to kind of like slowly burn before right. it's ready. And I know with Nisa, I, I want you guys to sit back wherever you're at, whether in your chair taking a walk and listening, I want you to visualize what you're going to hear about their dream and their passion or when the doors do open. So it's all yours, Nisa.
2: We're okay. ex- currently accepting good vibes. <laughs> yes. All vibes right now. Send Here we all. go. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. So family hope project, um, it, the dream and what's about to become a reality is, um, just like a, a home zoned commercial so that families or individuals, and when I say family, I don't mean like the nuclear family of a mom, dad, and you know, brother, sister families come in all different forms and, Absolutely. um, but every family has their strengths. So it's going to be a place that, um, kind of infuses and nurtures these family strengths and it'll be a, a house zoned commercial. So like a home with a kitchen, a living room, a yard, we'll have basketball courts and uh, family game nights with board games on Fridays. Every night you can come, um, have a meal, a home cooked meal, Or we can do pizza, and every night we'll have a different theme. So, or a different class. So Tuesdays will be um, parenting classes. Wednesdays will be aerobic classes. Um, Thursdays will be grief circles. Fridays will be filming game night. Um, Sometimes we'll have, you know, arts and um, or live music or poetry classes. So, um, just and you can come every day, or you can come one time, or you can come once a week, and. Um, or always drop in, but you can always find wraparound case management and um, a soft handoff for resource referral. So if there's a need that that you have that we can't meet, we will um, walk you to the next um, resource that we know can. And a warm handoff means like we'll know the name of the person from another agency that you're going to call. We won't just send you off with this 800 number and hope that you take a number in a, a fluorescent lighting and feel like it's Hold in there. You Next. don't know when they're going to call your name. Right? One of the things I
2: really like about working with Nisa is um, she's really hands-on, like I am. She's very much a hands-on individual. Um, on the weekends, you'll find her dropping off food, or you know, somebody has a um, a job interview coming up, and she is their their biggest cheerleader. She's their main supporter. She's bringing them like professional clothes that she had donated. Her garage is packed to the brim with things and she's she's like the ice cream man. <laughs> she just shows up with this stuff and you know I'm I'm always like out searching these deals and she always makes fun of me because she's like, "Oh, you're just out shopping the, <laughs> the deals." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm out shopping the meat." <laughs> so, you know, I try to like help her out and get food so that, you know, people have food to eat and but she's she's at their house. She's during COVID, during all the things. She was still Connecting with these people on a human level, and she's bringing a face to what a reality can be for somebody else out there. And I, I really, truly, I, I admire that about you.
3: Thank you. Yes, you always tell me the five for five dollar deals at whatever, <laughs> whatever store. <you laughs> There's five for five dollars. Buy one
2: yes. get one free on the meat. So
3: well, you know oh, when you, when you
1: were saying on the meet, I'm like, what is she talking about yep. on the meet? Yeah, like, like steak is, or is that like a, a, a <laughs> well, Saturday Night Live coupons. thing or something? No
2: coupons, ah, girl. I'm <laughs> <small> coupons. <laughs> well, send me
1: some coupons on the way. So with this home. What are the hours? Because, you know, you were you were talking earlier about, you know, a lot of them, people go and the doors are closed. Right. You're not sure the hours. The hours may
3: change. Yes. Right. So
1: what are the hours? So and how does it'll that be work?
3: 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Wow. And we'll also be a safe place, which is like, you know, a federal um, agency where you oh. could come if you're under the age of 18. And uh, so we'll always be on call. So if, if you need a safe place, um, this is for like runaway youth or even ch- young children. Um, or domestic violence. Yeah. Yeah, uh, things like this. So we will lock the door at 11 p.m. Um, we're also going to have a karma box in front of the house Thank if you, you need um, <laughs> hygiene products or um, food, non-perishables that will be available yeah. Yeah. 24 hours. Another thing that um, Raquel mentioned is that she's the founder of like um, the Garden of Freedom. And it was yes. so funny because when I came to her with this dream, I said, like, I have this dream about like a community garden there, too, where like families can access this healthy food, fruit and produce, even fruit trees, 24 hours a day. You can always come and get healthy food from the garden. You don't have to do an intake form to get food. There's enough for everybody. So another thing about the garden will be, um, sorry to like speak on this Raquel, but no, just you're that, um, a lot of people don't have work experience and it's hard to get hired or say like, we don't have managerial experience. And so I will always sign off if you you know, agree to a couple hours a week, you show up on time and you do, and you help me with the garden because I don't have a garden green thumb and everybody. I don't either. Yeah. So some <laughs> people do. And so if you want to come work the garden, you can get um, hours for that or I can uh, be a reference for you. Also, community service hours, we can always sign off for that for high school students, um, college students, and even um, like court ordered hours. Wow.
2: Right? I mean,
3: isn't this I, great? I,
1: Seriously, you guys have put so much thought into this. I can tell it is this is a dream and a passion
2: that's been going on. Yeah, for this, a long this time. isn't something where it's we're just kind of like, oh, hi, we're gonna do this. This is like a passion. This is a, a need almost for me to change yeah. somebody's path. Yeah, well, you
1: you were talking you're talking about the garden aspect of it. I wonder if we could um, hook you guys up with um with um urban roots or some places like that. Right. Like oh that, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. but I mean, there's there's so many local restaurants. There's mm-hmm. so many um, businesses that want to give back, right? This could be a way that they could come in. Like a chef could come in and do like a cooking class. class I mean, I feel like there's lots of ways that, that about Town dub as a connector can connect because I I know there's so many people out there that may not have the funds to give, but they have their talent and time and talent is so important. So if you are listening and you do have those time and talents, you know, please contact you guys. Absolutely. I feel like any connection, any connections, because connecting is what does it, you know, we are together in this community. And this is
2: Reno. That's what we do. Reno definitely. We rally around our people. And, you know, especially right now we're faced with so many, you know, homelessness situations. Um, And one of the things that I don't think people really understand, you know, they're, they're so um, going to real estate, kind of switching gears a little bit, you know, they don't think that they're credit worthy or they don't think that they're worthy of having a home or able to get a home because they don't have a down payment. But there are a lot of programs out there, like grant programs that will actually help you, you know, with your down payment assistance that you don't or are not required to pay back, you know. Um, And I can connect you with lenders that would be able to pull your credit. And so what if your credit's not perfect today? It's going to be perfect at some point. Well they'll devise a plan with you and then loop me in and we'll continue to work with you. If even if it takes two years to get you to your where your sidewalk where your sidewalk meets your home, It'll happen. we will mm-hmm. get you there. And and that's a huge part of what Nisa and I were talking about too is be a lot of people, you know, they will lose a birth certificate or they'll have some kind of um reason that they can't get hired. It's not that they don't have the skill set. It's that they don't know how to get the the things that HR will need in order to start them on a job path to get to where they need to go. And so we're able to help with those resources too. Wow. It's totally, it's, it's, it's incredible to see that, you
1: know, you guys, you're about so many different things. And I love the way that you're connecting the home NV as well, because with your experience with helping people get that home, with the credit checks, and with like all the things you're talking about, some of those are the same needs that if you're a family and you're a mom and and you don't have those records, or like maybe your parents lost yours and now you don't have that birth certificate, you right. don't have your your you know college this or your high school diploma. or you don't know your
2: social security number or how to get oh, it. You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That is a. I bet that happens a
3: lot. Yeah. A lot. It? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Lisa, like she'll, she'll take people to, you you know, we look at things like welfare as like a a step up, like this, not just, you know, oh, this is where you're going to be. You know, this is, it's, we use it as how, as the system has designed it, you know, you use that as your step up and okay. And Lisa will take you there or I'll take you there and we'll help you get through that paperwork, you know, and you don't have to have that embarrassment. You have a, you have a partner, you have a person Mm. to, to help you. So with all this said, it's all about the stories. Is there
1: like a story that you can share before we go out on this break? And then we'll come back for one more break um, where you have helped somebody Raquel with their home or with a story or with paperwork or where they, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. But you're like, you sat down and said, I can help you.
2: Um, I, you know, I do that pretty much on the daily I with, with real estate, but I'm sure Nisa has some stuff that she's done. Yeah. That's more granular. Sure.
3: Uh, I have, I guess I'll share. I have a few, but, um, I can share a story of a young mother who's now 22 and she has a four year old. So when I met her, she was pregnant and she was intravenously using and had planned on terminating her pregnancy, but decided about five months in that she was going to keep the baby. And so, um, we just wrapped her with love and resource. Well, I wrapped her with love (laughs) and resources. And, um, I understood like her passion was like, she loved to do her makeup. This woman was so beautiful and um, and so she went on to have the baby. I was able to be there with her. And today she she went on to um, like beauty school. And today she has an apartment. She's married now. But it, it's all about like those close interactions with baby um, from and she's, birth on. And so right. she, since she had this security, she didn't have the stresses of being um, unhoused or in a domestically abusive relationship or with addiction. It helped to those first bonds with mom and baby. Um, Because they're so crucial for abuse and neglect and the what puts a child at risk for that. But now she's and almost she's ready thriving. to
2: purchase a home where I'll step in and right. be able yeah. to help her get down that path. So we're continuing that sidewalk to meet
1: further yes. homes. Yeah.
3: Wow.
2: Well, so it's definitely getting them. It's not
1: just helping them along the way. It's getting it to open that door yes. and to get there and feel and
2: yeah. do with confidence. Yeah. And, you know, and not just like help did it. today and just be done helping. It's help.
1: All the time. That's what you have to do. It's it's a journey. It's it is a journey to it get. Is. It's a journey to get to yeah. that door forever. And, and sometimes <laughs> you could be saying at the door and dream. you're like, I just can't open it. Yeah, like because you're just afraid yeah, what's uh-huh, on the yeah. other side. Right. Yeah. That's a whole nother responsibility. Afraid of
3: success. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I totally get that. So we are afraid of success. Well, sometimes I am, but not anymore. <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break. Our final break. We come back. We're gonna share some more stories. So it's about time, Deb. Be right back.
0: Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call About Town Deb. My town, your town, or any town. This is About, about Town Deb town presents Deb. City Talk. Now back to the show.
1: And welcome back to the fourth and final segment. It goes so darn fast. We are at, at the, the National Automobile Museum in Reno, Nevada. For those of you listening out of the Reno area, um, Raquel Riggle, one of my co hosts, and we have Nisa. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> I just going to keep saying it like that, Butler. Um, my other host. So this every month on the second Wednesday, you're going to have um, the three of us and in the future, you're going to have some other cool guests. So Nisa, can you maybe share a little bit of tidbit of who you're thinking about joining us and how they might help us along the path to the door?
3: Yeah, I have um, just some other connections in our uh, area who are also just reaching out to vulnerable families and working with um, some marginalized populations. So um, we have possibly Grant Denton, who will be joining us soon, um, and then uh, the one of the founders of Awaken. Um, oh, from our,
1: I, that's amazing.
3: And can,
2: people outside of Reno probably do not know it. Right. So share a little bit about, about Awaken.
3: Okay, Awaken is uh, a resource in our community. Actually, they're a home as well for um, individuals who are kind of being sex trafficked. So it could be um, for youth or just anybody who's traded um, sex for money. And so some of the services they provide are also case management um, help to get on their feet and kind of just out of that life. Um, And just also just like we are just kind of providing hope that there is a way out of this. You don't have to stay in this. Um, You're not trapped. You're not stuck. And so kind of just helping them to find inspiration and self-worth and um, on their way to a better life.
2: And we also mentioned, Raquel mentioned that we're going to have some success stories as well. Correct? Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Just some of the people, you know, we want to check in with our people and, and just kind of see how they're doing and see, you know, what, what successes that they have to celebrate. We want to celebrate with them and continue to celebrate because it's, it's all deserving. I mean, every one of us is a success story in our own way, even if we did have this charmed life. I mean, you still have your, your setbacks and you're your moving forward. It's not just, oh, I came from this really bad place. It, you know, there are people that had great lives and they didn't have to go through some of these struggles, but they still struggle in their own way. And I think that that needs to be mentioned too. I mean, you know, I mean, there could be something that is a trigger for them. We, we don't know, you know? Right. And so if you're listening and, and I know that you
1: are listening and you know, every, we're all out and about, like we said, in the community and people see us and they like, oh my God, they're happy. They're great. But nobody really knows what is going on behind our facade. Under like, our onion, peeling back our yeah. layers. And so I know, you're out there, and I know you've had to walk a tough walk, and you might be in a beautiful home and you might have this perfect job. and you know what though? you might still be struggling. Yeah. And if you're in a place where you've gone through this, you're who we need, because we want you to share your story. And it's sometimes it's hard, and you're you know you may need to step outside your box, but your story of how you became who you were. Is going to help somebody who's on that road it and trying. It makes a difference. It does every it makes time. A huge difference, and I know I've been asked to share my story because I do have a stutter thing, and I've had a lot of different things go on, and um, it makes a difference. I I'm, I don't remember the exact name who called me, but there was a mom who called me and said my daughter. It was it was somebody from church. Liz Tennant. She won't care. I think it was Liz Tennant. Um, Her daughter was struggling with confidence and doing something. And she said, Deb, would you mind if can you just talk to her? You know, I've told her that, you know, she's seen you stutter before and then she sees you now. And I said, Of course. I'm I'm not ashamed. I'm saying it right now. I mean, it could happen to me. It did happen to me in the show once. So we even though we hit, we think where we're at, where we want to be, we can get knocked down any yeah, moment. Yeah. It, we don't know when it's going to happen. Right, yeah. So we really or we can really, break that glass ceiling. Yeah. I mean, we we can have be sometimes the, just break it and go through it yeah. and know that somebody's here to catch you. So we want to be your net. These women here and their community partners want to help you. So if you're listening and you need any assistance or just have a question and you need to know where to go, how can we contact Nisa and Raquel?
3: Well, you can reach out to us on Facebook. It's Family Hope Project um, is our Facebook page. You can always send a message or you can call or text uh, 775-404-0298. And of course, they can always reach out to you yes. right, with your platform. You,
1: you can get me on any of my About Town Deb. People message me, text me. My number's out there. I don't know. I, it's All you got to do is- It's get, out there. <laughs> it, it's out there. So 775-741-2596 or at About Town Deb. And because sometimes you want to connect somebody you feel comfortable with first. Right. And say, you know, I have a question or I have a concern or my son or my daughter or my mom or my aunt. Or if you want to
2: help us, if you want to donate, if you want to give Um, your
1: time. Yeah. And I definitely know that as about town Deb, one of my events, we will be hosting and we'll be contributing. I mean, the cancer foundation is one of mine, but I, I do support many other ones. So, um, especially you guys are starting out and you have such a passion. So I definitely want to support you guys, but in all this supporting, I want people to get to know a little bit more about Nisa and Raquel, but mainly Nisa right now, because you've been on the show a lot. <laughs> yeah. People know and a little bit about me. We know a lot about you. <laughs> so I just want to, I just want um, to ask you, what do you wish you would have known when you started out? Cause this is a big passion of yours. What do you think, you know, you know what I mean?
3: Yes. Okay. So just kind of going back to, um, how I shared like a uh, birth to five really shapes you. And so th- that's kind of like what I'm, I feel like I'm always up against. So I was also born to um, le- just a single mom who struggled herself with mental health. And so um, I had a brother who was 13 months older than me and we were just always on the streets, very low income, didn't have access to resources. Um, my brother entered the juvenile justice system early in his life. And unfortunately he passed away when I was um, 27 and pregnant with my second daughter. And so Um, this is not like a it's not just a single experience it's very common for just the lack of resources and the experiences that we had Um, so what I wish I had known when I had started out really life and then high school and then trying college again or just motherhood or overall is that um, most of the time it's just a a grain of sand in the grand scheme of things and I kind of tend to go sometimes dark or very anxious, you know, when um I feel like something is happening and I, I think it's going to just take over my life or now this is the end. But just, it's not usually a mountain. Uh, it's usually just a molehill and it's going to, we're going to get over it. Well, my next
1: question is really important. and I, I think it's one of the most important questions. What's the most common reason for people failing or giving up?
3: I feel like uh, the most common reason for people failing is is negative self-talk. And um, just oh, kind of I like agree with our that inner so voice, much. you don't understand like um, the way that you talk to your children is how they're going to talk to themselves. And so just kind of undoing that is, takes a lot of self-work, which is so painful and it's frustrating, right? Like self-reflection is hard. So um, just changing your self-talk I think is what kind of uh, makes or breaks failure or... And changing or, the
2: conversation in your household overall. Yeah. I mean, we can we can sit and just have those conversations. It's almost like Alexa listening to us all the time. You know, I mean, we just want to have this conversation that's more light and airy. And, you know, I've always changed the conversation with my kids. Instead of like, Oh, hi, how was school today? I say things like, Hey, what made you laugh? Or what was the funny kid in class? Or did you learn anything that you didn't know yesterday? Just something different to engage them on a different level. Yeah. Because I think, For me, it was generational parenting is where my parents lacked because they were so in just their ways. Um, You know, it's, and and it was their upbringing, which kind of catapulted into our our upbringing.
3: Yeah, and then sometimes it's easy to give up because it's hard to see, like, how far you've made it. It's hard to see the progress when you're in it and you don't know, like, there's a breakthrough right around the corner or something better is going to happen. And so you just, this is too much. It's too heavy, so... It's easier
2: to go back to whatever you were doing before. Wow.
3: (laughs) We are
1: definitely keeping it real this show. And so one other question,
2: who is your role model and
1: why?
3: My role model is Rosa Parks for all the obvious reasons. But one thing that um, she said that I just always kind of take it back to, that I have to like remind myself of is like, um you must never be fearful about what you're doing when it's right so sometimes I think like okay maybe this will fail my dream will fail and I get so anxious and hard on myself or um it's hard to take myself back to like kind of how far I've come but I just have to remind myself like no what I'm doing is right and so I don't need to be anxious about this like if you're doing the right thing it's just a a great reminder like you're in the right place and just keep going.
1: I love it. Love it. Great advice. It's, oh, we're winding down. So because we're winding down, I'd love you to give your information one more time.
3: Okay, so you can find us on Facebook at Family Hope Project and you can always message us or you can call or text anytime 775-404-0298.
2: you can always message me, Raquel Riggle, R-I-G-G-L-E and first name is R-A-Q-U-E-L. If you have questions, concerns, want to donate, Anything, really. And Nisa, same for you, I'm
3: assuming? Yes, Yes, it's Nisa Butler. It's N-I-S-A-B-U-T-L-E-R. Now
1: back to Raquel. So your passion is getting you into the home that fits your heart and your family. So how do we get a hold of you? Because I want you to have somebody who I truly know who cares. It's a big deal to me. So how
2: do we get a hold of you? Um, You can text me, you can email me, uh, my phone number is 775- 722-0215 722 or you can email me at Raquel, R-A-Q-U-E-L at home-nv.com. Okay,
1: So about town Deb, you know how to get me. I want to thank both of you for becoming a part of city talk with about town Dub, and not just being a sponsor, but sharing your hearts and your souls with us and helping our community build each other up and making a difference. So if you're listening, we want you to tune in all the time to city talk, but this show is going to be totally different than any of our shows. And it really is going to be their show as about town. Deb, I like to give as much, I mean, I'm more of a giver. So I want to don't in a sense, give you this hour to bring the people that we need to talk to, to make our community better. And I also want you to listen because we're going to have resources. No matter where you live, you're going to learn Mm -hmm. something about how can we help you get to where you need to be to open that door when you walk up to your door. So, um, Tune in. We will be back next week. And next week, it's going to be a little bit different. So next week, we're going to do like a um, wine and cheese pairing. And even though I have my own wine, I'm about helping everybody. So I'm going to talk about having an ambassadorship with many different people. So very cool. I don't know. It's about town, Deb. It's always about giving back. And I think together, no matter what we do, as you said, like with all the different resources, we need to work together and we need to support each other, even if we're all the same business. So no matter what you do, You matter, and we love you, and together we're one heart. And thank you both again, and we will see you next month.